Welcome to the Next Generation Dog Podcast, hosted by Melinda Benbow of Urban Uplander Pet Care and Bethany Carter of Sanguine Moon Kennels. Join Melinda and Bethany as they discuss dog breeds, sports, training, health, and much more with special guests. Tune in weekly for all things dedicated to dogs. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Generation Dog Podcast. My name is Melinda. I'm one of your hosts, accompanied with my other host, Bethany. Always a pleasure to be here with you guys. We're here with our special guest, Carly, and I'm going to let Melinda introduce her, um, and then we will have Carly go ahead and follow up with that. Yeah, yeah. So Carly was introduced to us by a mutual friend um, who helped us out learning about dock diving. And today we're getting into the topic of barn hunt. It's something Bethany and I have both really wanted to do. And I think we pulled on the perfect guest to tell us all about this sport. Uh, She has a lot of expertise in the area. She does it with her dogs. um, And I've been following her on social media for a little bit now. Uh, So Carly, thank you for joining us. And do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. My name's Carly. Um, I currently live in Texas. Um, I only have one dog right now. I am a paramedic, so I work long hours. So he's about all I can handle right now. Um, he is a German short-haired pointer. Um, his name is Archer. He's almost five. And one of our top three sports that we love to do is barn hunt. I love it. I love, oh, it. I love well, that. Yeah, we picked the right guest. Uh, We're all part of that short hair family. Yeah, I'm very new family, so I'm like, oh yes, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And people that do more with their bird dogs, right? We're always trying to find more people that like to do. um, Not that we don't like hunting; we love hunting. We love getting out to do the hunt test stuff. But uh, I feel like barn hunt is definitely something that a GSP would enjoy, or any other hunting dog. Um, So again, we're talking about barn hunt today. Can you give us a, a brief introduction to the sport, what it is, um, just a, a little bit of a breakdown? Absolutely. So basically barn hunt is a dog sport, which was kind of tailored for, you know, like the terrier group, um, you know, back in the day, farmers used terriers to rid their barn, their, um, you know, feed and everything of rats. Well, now it's kind of turned into a game. Um, but Instead of just terrier exclusive, it is everyone exclusive. Um, So, you know, my little pointy dog, he can compete. A golden retriever, um, Australian Shepherd, anyone can do it. Um, So we do have live rats, and they are hidden in a ring full of hay. Um, I kind of wrote some stuff. Let's see. So you did hear me correctly, live rats. But let me assure you (laughs) that the rats that the club has are very spoiled and they're basically trained from birth to um, not only are they kind of selected bred to be uh, confident and uh, outgoing, but they do, uh, they are trained to love dogs and be handled. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So they're not, they're not like in here, like scared or anything. Um, right, you're not yeah. catching things out of the New York City street and yes, throwing them no, in. No, not like that at all. <laughs> um, uh, they are in little tubes, and um, they happily go into their tube when they're in a trial. They'll take food in the trial, so it's kind of you know, like caves hey, an animal service. They're not going to eat for you. They'll take treats out of the tube and everything. And there's no way that the dog can harm these rats at the tubes that are in. So they're very safe, very cared for. 
and um, they have the club should have a lot of rats on hand so they're not out there for the entire day. They are switched out and given breaks. Um, okay. That's awesome. I like to hear that they're actually like uh, caring for the rats. You know, they're yes. they're part of yeah, it. Yeah, considering the welfare. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I know like, a lot of people go in like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do it because it's live rats. It seems kind of mean. Well, I can assure you they're very well taken care of. They're spoiled. They're played with. They're, lo they're loved. I mean, a lot of them are family pets. Um, so they're not, yeah. you know. When I got these I rats, I instantly... Yeah, I mean, you'd want to love them. Like, we, we got these yes. four just to think of, like, you know, we could practice. There's not a whole lot of places close to us. So um, right. I instantly fell in love with them. I'm like, oh, yes. they're so cool, so neat. And they're wicked smart. That, they're extremely yeah, smart. they're so smart. Absolutely. Um, I guess the other thing about it is, so you've got a ring full of hay. Um, the people will hide the rats in the hay. And basically your dog goes in and they need to search for them. Um, they need to show confidence in climbing up in the hay. And then they make some pretty cool tunnels they have to go through. Uh, my dog specifically was a tunnel hater for a long time. Even though we do agility, it's not the same thing. Um, so that was like kind of our, I'm like, come on, dude, just walk through it. He's like, mm, nah, I'd rather go hunt. Um, so that's basically the gist of it. Um, off of the barn hunt website, you know, this will show the dog's vermin hunting ability and finding and alerting rats in a barn-like setting. So introducing climbing and tunneling objects in the dog's path. So you're not, it, a lot of people say, oh, barn hunt, you let your dog go in a barn and like hunt rats. I mean, kind of, but it's more in a controlled setting. Um, you know, Absolutely. just testing their sniffing ability, which, you know, bird dogs, they have incredible noses. And that's why, you know, we, we hunt too, but I'm like, why limit him to birds when I know he can find rats? Um, and it doesn't yeah. catch us up in the field at all. But, you know, a lot of dogs, they have, a lot of dogs' noses are better than others, but every dog has a nose <laughs> and they can find Absolutely. what they want when they can. So it's a it's just a really fun upcoming game. I think a lot of people aren't knowledgeable about, or like you, there's not a near you, which... I hope there is one day, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, um, you know, um, we've really enjoyed it. Um, it's something I saw one time at a fair and I was like, I want to do that. And so we got into <laughs> it. I had no clue what it was. That. I think Bethany, you told me about it and I was like, yeah, well, let me look this up. And I instantly saw the videos of like the Jack Russell's being let into the barns mm -hmm. and, yes. and going nuts. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I don't know. And then I found the, the association for it where you realize right, that these right. are facilitated controlled trials. You're not just letting your dog into some random barn to to wreak havoc on the, the local yes. rat population. To eradicate yeah. the population. Right? Yeah. But I think you made a really good point about um, generalizing, you know, bird dogs, especially, you know, GSPs who can go out and hunt birds. It makes perfect sense that we could generalize that scent work on rats. Um, mm -hmm. And just like you said, with agility, a tunnel, maybe a tunnel and agility, but there's still the generalization that has to happen with uh, going through a hay tunnel, it sounds like. Right. Um, so besides finding rats and a tunnel and getting on hay bales, are there any other things that judges are looking for at these trials? So it depends on the level. Um, there are five levels, and I think that was the next bullet we were going to talk about. 
Um, but basically, you know, they need to, you know, if your dog goes in and they're not really into it, they're not going to basically, they're not going to judge you on, Hey, this dog's not into it. Cause you know, dogs have trial nerves. Um, my dog's the worst at agility. He can do fantastic things in my yard. And then we go to a trial and he's like, what? So they're not <laughs> judging that per se, but to get a cue, you do need to find all the rats that were hidden. You do need to go through the tunnel and they do need to climb. Um, so that's basically the gist of it. Um, but yeah, there's no, I wouldn't say, you know, like in rally, there's points you can get. It's not a point based system. It's basically a, an NQ or a Q. Okay. And that's not qualify or qualify, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And then, so what are those different levels? I know there's like uh, an instinct and I think that's just to get you started, right? Yeah. So there is instinct. Um, you don't have to start with instinct. I don't think we did because when we first started, he just instant, like it was instantly his game. So he didn't have to start with instinct, but instinct is basically you go in they have a little cradle. It's like a little cradle. And they have three tubes. One of them has the rat in it. And they just need to tell you which one the rat's in. It's not hidden at this point. Um, and if you guess correctly, that is your instinct title. Um, mm. Then you'll move up to... And a lot of people use that if it's their first trial ever. They use that as like the warm-up. Um, to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, get the rat sent in. Um, so it's a good, good warm-up as well. Um, but you do have to start at the novice level. Um, so the novice level is going to be one rat. Um, but let me take a step back. So not only is there a rat hidden, there's also an empty tube and then what's called a litter tube. So the litter tube does not have a rat in it, but it does have their bedding in it. So it smells like them, mm. but there's not necessarily a rat in there. So the dog's going to have to learn how to differentiate between the cold rat smell and the hot rat smell. And that oh. can kind of throw beginner dogs off a little bit. I mean, it's thrown my dog off sometimes if it's super stinky and he just thinks. But um, so there is that as well. So when you go in for novice, there's one rat, one empty and one litter. Um, and then also if your dog hasn't been like kind of properly introduced and they're like, oh, a tube that's it. And they'll hit on an empty tube because they thought, you know, oh, oh, are we wanting a tube or are we wanting a rat? So that happens as well. So novice is one rat. Um, you'll need to get, so in pretty much all of barn hunt, it takes three cues to title. So you'll start at novice, which you have two minutes in the ring to find that one rat, do your climb, do your tunnel. Uh, then you'll move up to open and they will add another rat. So you'll have two rats in there. Um, you know, do the tunnel, the climb. And each level you go up, the tunnel gets harder. <laughs> um, then you'll go up to senior, which is a big jump for a lot of people because it goes up to four rats. Mm. Um, you'll have three and a half minutes to find those four rats. Do a pretty hard tunnel at this point. It's a 290 degree turns um it's dark in there it's quiet and a lot of dogs that freaks a lot of dogs out um and then you'll move up to master so master is my favorite because this whole time you've known going in how many rats you've had master you have no idea so when you enter the trial they will randomly draw or select what numbers you're getting for the weekend 
And so we could go in and we could have one rep or we could have five or anywhere in between. But neither I nor my dog have any idea. And I have to go in and trust him to find and clear the course. And so that's what makes master level kind of hard. But it's fun. It's a challenge. Um, so, you know, if we're going in and he finds three and I'm like, okay, you're not fine anymore. And I call clear and I wasn't clear. There was another rat. Then that's not a cue. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. So yeah, um, the tunnels are very hard. Um, they can, I mean, they look like Z's, S's. Um, and then if that wasn't enough. There's something called a distance challenge. And when you're in the ring, they'll have these little rubber mats on the floor. And say you have like an area of the ring and they'll block off like a section of it. You cannot walk in there. So you need mm. to, your dog needs to go and hunt that area without, you can't go back there. And some dogs need, like my dog, he, I could let him go in the ring and he would hunt by himself and not care if I was there. But some dogs, they want their owner with them, like supporting and hunting with them. So if you have a whole section of the course where you can't go back in there, you need to hope they're going to go back there and hunt. Um, oh, if wow. they did find a rat back there, you're allowed to go get it, but you can't, um, you can't go there. Or if there can be a distance challenge in front of the tunnel, um, you'll need to do like a distance send. It gets pretty, um, pretty challenging. Yeah, so, uh, and that's all on the master level. Yeah, that's master. Uh, okay. Master to get a master title, you need five cues, and then once you've finished your master title, you can work on your championship, which is ten more. Oh wow! Yeah, and then from then on, it's kind of like other uh, sports, I guess, where you just go two, three, four, like times two, three, yeah. four, or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh. Pretty intense. It does get intense. I agree. I'm like over here biting my nails, listening uh, to yeah, the I was like, Wait, part. I was ready, and now I don't know. <laughs> well, that's okay because we, we have, have time. Absolutely, absolutely. So then, when it comes to the novice, so to get a cue, it's you know we went over find the one uh, rat that's in there go over hay, go through a tunnel. What are the things that are going to get you uh, an NQ? Are there mistakes as handlers that we can make or the dogs? Absolutely. So the number one is obviously pottying in the ring. <laughs> mm. That will get you disqualified. And it's really hard for some dogs because, you know, either you, oh, either you have please. hay in your yard <laughs> And uh, they like to pee on it. Or, you know, it's an outside thing. So a lot of dogs are like, ooh, hey, and they pee. And that's an yeah. issue, unfortunately. Um, the next one that a lot of novice handlers make is not removing the collar um, or their leash. They have to run naked in the ring because, you know, they don't want the collar getting stuck on the hay, like, in the tunnel and, like, choking them. So a lot of people, I don't know, I don't really know why, but you're not allowed to carry your leash with you. Um, I think because okay. when you pick the rat up, it's going to get in the way. So if you don't drop your leash, it's an NQ. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so that gets a lot of novice. Hand. That's just one of those things you got to read in the rule book. Sure, um, sure. Another one is you cannot step over hay bales. 
um, you know, if it's in your way, go round it versus stepping over because that's a tripping hazard. Yeah. Um, and then I think the biggest one is rat handling. Um, you yourself, when you are taking the rat out of the ring, you can't, you have to handle it a certain way. You need to keep it like this. You can't be tilting it. Um, because you know, there's a rat in there. Um, yeah. and then your dog, they're allowed to bite the tube, lick it. He likes to, my dog likes to chew on the end cap. That's fine. Uh, but dogs are not allowed to like shake it, thrash it, carry it around, drop it. You know, that's rat safety. So if the judge gotcha. deems that you're being unsafe with the rat, it's you can be dismissed. That's okay, nice so, that they give them some kind of leeway, though. Right, yeah. right. So safety is our major disqualifications, which yeah. kind of seems like it should be summary in itself. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> make make good choices. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Make good choices. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then that's don't nice. Don't yourself. Dogs. Don't choke out your right. dog. Yeah. Stay yeah. alive. No lawsuits. <laughs> so then when it yeah. comes to the dog finding the rat, um, so they can still bite on it. They can lick on it. And that's, again, so they have some kind of reinforcement when they find mm -hmm. the rat. Okay. And at novice level or any of these levels, are you allowed to give um, food reward? Or is it just no bait or anything like that? So no food in the ring. Um, a lot of times the finding of the rat and being able to chew on the tube is reinforcement enough. Like it is enough for him. I do, however, when he finds one, I go up to him, I scratch him and I'm like, yeah, good boy, good boy. So verbal praise is a big one. Um, I will say that before you enter the ring, you're kind of set up in a little blind area where you can't see what's going on. You're allowed to give treats in there and then a lot of people keep treats right outside the ring so when they get done you know here's your treat um so you know like good job good job but as for like when they find the rat um it's pretty much just verbal praise cool cool and what about physical touch are you allowed to touch your dog in there at all or is that grounds for nq or that's a that's a good point that i that i missed on the original question back there you're not allowed to touch your dog when they're working um, now, when they gotcha. have found a rat, you can. Um, okay. Um, it's it's called like the one touch rule. Like if I if he finds one, I'll go in and I will rub rub rub. I'll pet him, pet him, pet him, and I'll grab the rat. I'm done. I cannot touch him again. Um, gotcha. Some some dogs like German Shepherds, Malinois. You know, when they get on it, they're on it. Um, their owners will need to restrain them. You know, pull them back, and that way the rat wrangler can grab the rat so that's a touch but yeah if they're you know like working or you if they run by you don't don't pet them gotcha let them do their so, thing yes and no but yes if you if you touch your dog for no reason in there it, it's a dq gotcha okay so makes... you have a pointing dog so yeah. um what are some of your markers that you use uh, for that communication that your dog has indicated that there is a rat and they are sure in that that situation so for my dog specifically and it's funny that he doesn't point <laughs> when it comes to that but he what he likes to do is when he thinks he finds one he will actually scrape the hay off with his paw and sniff and then he will start biting um or digging at it um sometimes he trips me up because he will he will scratch the hay off to get a better smell 
and like nudge it. And if you're too fast, if you're like, oh, it's a rat, but he moved on. Oops. I've done that. Uh, I mean, that's just a learning experience. Um, he did that to me a couple trials ago. He, it was kind of one that was very deep. He just scraped the hay off. He wanted a better smell. And I thought he had started biting it, but he had just nudged it. And as soon as I said rat, he, he was already gone. I was like, oh, uh, dang it. <laughs> so for him specifically, he likes to bite and dig. Um, but I mean, I have seen, um, visuals are a good one. They will point at it. Um, <laughs> but every dog, I mean, if you watch a terrier run, they will do the little terrier scream. Um, oh my goodness. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so every dog has their own indication. There's a, a girl that has a border collie and it cracks me up every time. Uh, she'll be smelling around and then she'll like look up. And like just stare, you know, like the bird calls there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's right there. Mama calls rat. Okay, and she goes in and digs on it. It's hilarious. I love I it. That is so cool. So it sounds like every dog has their own way of doing it. So if our dogs do point, it's not a big deal. But it sounds like a lot of them like to get their nose in there and really. Uh, mm -hmm make sure they have that scent. Um, so what's a good way to work with differentiating a litter tube and that rat tube? Is there any uh, tips or tricks you have for success there? So pretty much it's just a game of repetition. Um, if a dog is struggling on a litter tube versus a rat, um, my advice would be to just get both of them at the same time and heavily reward on the rat tube. Um, or if you go in and they're hitting on a litter, ignore it. Don't even give them the time of day. They're like, oh, I'm not seeing you do that. Um, and then when they do go to a rat, it's praise, praise, praise. Um, if you're in training and you want to use treats, that's perfectly fine. Um, I never use treats with him, but my friend that we trial with, she uses treats for her dog. You know, it's, it's kind of like scent work, like, you know, reward mm -hmm. at the site. Um, so Absolutely. repetition, especially for the litter tube. Yeah. I like that. I love that reward at the site. For anyone listening, that means we're going to distribute that that treat right at the right at that tube we're talking about to make sure we associate that really well. And it sounds like that may be a good idea if that does become an, become an issue. But I'm just thinking ahead of all the the situations we could get into. Um, so you kind of touched a little bit about how you don't use treats and other people do use treats. Are there any other training methods you've seen as far as working with barn hunt dogs? Honestly, no, like a, it's, it's kind of like a, they're either going to like it or they're not. And yeah. I take my friend, for example, she's got an Australian shepherd. He is not a sniffy dog. You know, I mean, he's a herding dog. Um, so to him, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to eat the rat like my dog does. Um, that's just plain and simple. Uh, <laughs> if he could, prey he drive matters. Make a, you know, yeah, you know, pointers, they have wicked prey drive. Um, herding dog doesn't. So he thrives more on treats like, oh, okay. If I smell this, you like that. So I get a treat. Whereas if my dog does it, you know, he's like, no, I'm, I like that. <laughs> Because that's prey. I want what's in the tube. For yes, sure. I, I want that a lot. Um, so, really, just like 
the you know and if you have a dog that's like i don't really care what's in the tube but i care if you know if you care mom you're giving me treats um i'm sure there are other ways but the two ways that i've been trained are those so i'm sure there are a very instinctual game you know your dog's pretty much going to show they have it and you're just going to shape that behavior um as, as time goes on that makes perfect sense so let's move on to um some benefits what do you think about the benefits of barn hunt and people participating in this with their dogs so bye <laughs> um so the good thing about barn hunt is it's a very like low impact sport so um they even advertise on their website that it is good for elderly dogs elderly people um we where we compete at, we have a lady that like uses a walker and she's able to be in the ring using her walker, um, which, you know, a lot of other sports, mm, they're kind of so-so on that. Um, I know a lot of sports don't let like tripod dogs run. Barhan is one of them where you can. Um, so it's very, it's very friendly and open to anyone with any kind of circumstance. Um, also, the benefit is, opening their senses to their nose. Like, like I'll go back to my friend, Harold Australian Shepherd. He didn't really, it's funny now because we've been doing this. He sniffs more. Um, you know, when we first started, he didn't really care. He'd run around the yard, just run around, but now he sniffs. So I think he's mm-hmm. like, I have a nose. Yeah. He found a new thing. Really um, versus my dog who obviously was born with a nose, but Um, So I think it opens up their senses a little more. And Mm. also it's a great confidence builder being able and having to climb up on the hay bales and do the tunnels. It it, it is a good confidence building sport as well. It sounds like it's a great confidence builder for handlers as well. Um, I can speak on as being a handler, having a lot of that stress and anxiety, especially when it comes to, you know, the hunt tests and trials and some of the other um, intensive (laughs) sports. It gets really uh, overbearing sometimes with the intensity, but it sounds like barn hunt is truly fun. Uh, It's another one of those fun things. It kind of reminds me of like the fast cat, the dock diving, where it's just really led by that dog and that handler being behind them just having fun. But at the same time, you know, especially when you get up into like the master level or even not, it's a lot of trust between you two and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of teamwork. Because, you know, I mean, you're the one having to call the rat and they're the one finding it for you. So it's very, it's very team oriented too. Mm -hmm. I love that. that. It sounds like it just keeps furthering the bond between human and dog. Um, And I also think for people like us that have bird dogs, it's just another way to reinforce these natural hunting behaviors. Uh, Like your friend whose dogs uh, just realized he has a nose. I have an English setter who um, he obviously knows how to use his nose, but slowing down and doing slow scent stuff like this, I think it's going to really mm-hmm. help him in his search in the field. It's going to teach him how to stop using those legs so much and really be able right. to concentrate and pick up scent. So uh, I'm excited for that for sure. Um, so before we head off, can you give us like your favorite experience barn hunting? So my favorite experience was when we ran. So there's a, so there's 
two games that you can play. One of them is called Teams, and the other one is called Crazy Eights. We love Crazy Eights. Crazy Eights is they hide eight rats in your ring, and you have two minutes to find all of them. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> it's, it's not a pass or fail like the other ones. It's a points accumulated thing. So, you know, it's it's a little, like, less stressful, but it's also, like, really exhilarating. Um, yeah. The other one is called Teams, where you have a partner, and they hide, I think, it, we haven't done it that much, so I might be wrong. I think it's six rats, and you have two dogs, and you let them go, and they kind of hunt together. Um, oh, so that, was, that is so fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I mean, we've had we've had great times. He's had some great runs um, where I'm just like, "Wow, dude! Like you're you're on it today." Um, and then you know we have the other runs where we were at a trial the other weekend, and you know you think your dog's great, and then they make up in their mind. Um, he thought there was a rat somewhere, and ended up being a a litter, and then the very next one. Uh, there wasn't even a tube in the hole, but he was like, no, mom, there's a rat there. There's a rat there. there you know, because he, he made it up in his mind that there was. I'm like, there's not. So I, there's just something fun and funny yeah. that comes out of literally every run that you do. Absolutely. Not every that. day is going to be a good day. Well, it's it's a good day no matter what, right? You're still having fun, Absolutely. still learning and growing. And uh creating that bond still. So um, I appreciate you taking that. You know, one more question before we go. Somebody yeah, on our uh, Midwest Dogsport group really wanted to know, do you allow dyed dogs um, to participate in barn hunt? <clears throat> do I allow what? Do we allow what? Uh, dyed dogs. So if they have dyed hair, dyed tails, ears, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I believe, I believe so. I haven't seen any at our trials, but I wouldn't see why not. Okay. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I think he's kind of funky about that, but I don't. I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, I'm like, if you die, your dog. Who cares? You know. But I do know there yeah. are some sports that don't allow. Um, so I think she'll be really happy to hear that she can still participate. Um, so I appreciate this a lot. We have our first clinic uh, next Saturday, so this is really good information to get us started. Ooh, and then I'm going to be mailing. I have it right here ready. My premium for an April trial. So. Hopefully our bird dogs take to it the way your bird dog did and we can find a new sport to keep participating in. Um, I but love before it. we I'm go, I know I was so excited. Bethany, you're gonna get yours in too, right? I am. That is like the only weekend I don't work. <laughs> oh, I love it. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, you guys have some busy jobs. Um, well, wonderful. Thank you again, Carly. This has been so much good information. Can you, before we head out of here, give our listeners um, a little breakdown of how they can find you, whether that's on social media or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you can always find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Carly Schatz D'Armond. Um, I also have a TikTok. Uh, it's called Adventures with Archer. And I always, I kind of make a lot of videos explaining stuff like this on there. Just, you know, giving people the rundown of the sports we do. So I'm available on there as well. But yeah, my DMs are always open. I'm always happy to answer any kind of questions about dog stuff. Yay, wonderful. Well, I'm excited. And thank you ladies again for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Next Generation Dog Podcast. Weekly episodes are released on Fridays on Spotify and YouTube. Please follow the Next Gen Dog Pod on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, and Facebook. For even more content dedicated to all things dogs, follow Urban Uplander Pet Care and Sanguine Moon Kennels on Instagram and Facebook.